Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring. Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing. Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration. Music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and HMS Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker. Jesus calls us for the tumult of our lives while restless sea. Day by day his sweet voice soundeth, saying, Christian, follow me. Jesus calls us from the worship of the vain world's golden star, from each idol that would keep us, saying, Christian, love me more. Jesus calls us by thy mercy, Savior, may we hear thy call. Give our hearts to thy obedience. Serve and love thee best of all. Father in heaven, we thank thee today for the atoning sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. We thank thee, O Lord, that thy love has provided us a Redeemer. Bless, we pray in this broadcast, that this great truth may be made clear and plain and blessed to all. In Christ's name. of quiet rest near to the heart of God a place where sin cannot molest near to the heart of God O Jesus blessed Redeemer Sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee. Near to the heart of God.
Has some trial come your way lately? Are there sorrows in your life that are hard to understand? Then listen to this song by Del Delker and Bob Seamount. I do not know, Lord, why it should be thy will for me to bear so much of heartache and of pain. I do not know, O Lord, why it should be thy will for me to suffer loss when I have Now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, why emphasize the blood? A group of friends had trimmed a tree on Christmas Eve. The whole lighting effect was to be obtained by red bulbs. When the family gathered in the room, all of the lights were turned out and the bulbs on the tree gave the only illumination. Then they noticed something startling. Near the base of the tree was a pot of poinsettias. Some of the flowers were red and some were white. 
but with only the red light shining on them, it was impossible to tell which of the poinsettias were red and which were white. The red light made them all white. And so it is with all the sins of the believers when looked at in the light of the cross. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Isaiah 1.18 During the last two or three generations, a new theology has been popularized which rejects the blood sacrifice of the Savior as necessary to salvation. And yet these same generations have had their hands dipped in the blood of their brothers. A race which considers itself too cultured, too philosophical, to accept the plain teaching of Scripture, that without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sins, that's Hebrews 9.22, has shed more human blood than any other in history. The very first revolt against God was on this matter of the shed blood. And Cain was the rebel. He refused to recognize God's plan. As we read in Genesis, the fourth chapter, he would not bring a suitable sin offering, so God rejected him. Later, when the Lord led his people out of the land of Egypt, a lamb was slain at the Passover season, and his blood applied to the two side posts and the upper doorpost of each house. God's promise was, When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Exodus twelve thirteen. Notice the blood was to be there, not to satisfy the man of the house, but to satisfy God. The promise is not when I see you, but when I see the blood. Whenever a Christian sees how important this teaching is in the New Testament, he certainly will not minimize it or ignore it. The Apostle Paul says, and I'm reading Ephesians 1, 7, We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. And in Romans 5, 9, we are told that we are justified by his blood. All the money in the world could never purchase our pardon for a single sin. All the good deeds of a man from the time of his birth to his death, even if he should live a hundred years, a thousand years, or a million years, could not secure the forgiveness of the smallest transgression of God's law. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me pure within? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me pure within? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. the blood of Jesus. Glory, glory, thus I sing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. All my praise for this I bring, 
Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. It really is true that there's cleansing from sin only through the blood. 1 John 1, 7, If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. Any teaching, doctrine, philosophy, or religion which denies Christ's atonement has no pardon or hope or salvation to offer its followers. It leaves them to die in their sins. Here are the words of Christ to some who rejected him as their Savior. I said therefore unto you, that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. John eight twenty four. Why is the blood of Christ so important? Because it represents his life, which was given for ours. The Bible plainly says that the life is in the blood. Leviticus seventeen eleven. Blood represents life. Our lives are forfeited because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. That's why he gave his life. He, the creator himself, became our redeemer. While the wages of sin is death, the other half of the verse is also gloriously true. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, Romans 6.23. And what a gift it is. His life for ours. During the Civil War in the United States, many men were drafted into service. One man whose name was drawn in Mercer County, Pennsylvania, felt that he could not answer the call because of sickness. So the administration permitted him to obtain a substitute. This was legal at that time. Someone else could take his place. So another man enlisted and went out in place of the man who was drafted. In a short time, this substitute soldier was killed and the government made a record of it. However, by some oversight on the part of the officials, the name of the man who had been excused was placed in another draft, and he was drawn the second time. Then he went before the authorities and said, You cannot draft me. I'm a dead man. What do you mean? Look up the records and you'll see. I listed. I fought. I died in the person of my substitute. And surely enough, in the eyes of the law, the man was dead. The substitute had fought and died in his place, so the government legally could not touch him. The Lord Jesus Christ died in our place. As we read in 1 Corinthians 15:3, he died for our sins according to the Scriptures. Since our Savior took our place, paid the penalty of the broken law for us, the law of death can no longer claim the believer. Some may say it doesn't make any difference whether I believe in the atonement of Christ on the cross or not. Well, how was it in ancient Egypt? Those who believed in the blood and placed it on the doorposts were safe and shielded from the sword of judgment. Without the blood, the people were defenseless and slain by the destroying angel. One thing alone sheltered the firstborn in the land of Egypt 3,500 years ago. And one thing alone will shelter sinners today from the impending judgment of God, and that's the blood. Remember, just as in those days the blood of the slain Passover lamb saved those under its protection, so today 
Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. And this is a precious truth. The Apostle Peter says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. 1 Peter 1, 18. Peter did not always believe this. He did not always understand it. We remember that when he was following Jesus as one of his disciples, even after he had made the great confession of faith, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. We find in the very same chapter the record that he tried to keep Jesus from going to the cross. Verses 21 and 22. We find here that the Apostle Peter was not in favor of the sacrifice of Jesus upon the cross. He rebuked him and said, Be it far from thee, or may it never happen to thee. What did Jesus do? He turned and said to Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. You see, the apostle did not intentionally deny the necessity of Christ shedding his blood, but that was the effect of what he said. And there are some people today who would oppose this glorious and precious doctrine of the shed blood. It's taught right here in the 16th chapter of Matthew from which we have just quoted. The apostle at first was not ready to accept the fact of the cross. He had no understanding of its meaning. But later on, after the day of Pentecost, things changed. He saw it all in a new light as the fulfillment of the ancient prophecies of the Bible. And then he spoke of the precious blood of Jesus. What a comfort this wonderful truth is to every Christian. When Lady Powers Court lay dying in her castle, a very dear friend of hers came into the room and said, How are you today, Lady Powers Court? Very well, was her reply. Will you tell me what I'm thinking of? I've been thinking that one needs a great many scriptures to live by, but only one to die by. And what's that? The only scripture a person needs to die by is this. The blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses from all sin. 1 John 1, 7. That verse was never sweeter to my soul than at this very moment. It's the blood which brings us near to God. We are made nigh by the blood of Christ, we read in Ephesians 2, 13. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, Hebrews 10, 19. The precious blood of Jesus provides our perfect standing before God. Christians in their daily life are sanctified by the blood alone, Hebrews 13, 12. It is through the blood of the everlasting covenant that we are made perfect in every good work to do his will, Hebrews 13, 20. That's the practical side of it for daily living. Yes, and there's victories through the blood alone. They overcame him, that is the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Revelation 12:11. Every teaching, every suggestion, every doctrine, every cult that denies or sets aside or minimizes the blood of Christ is failing to give us what we need. There are many other scriptural passages on this subject of the atoning blood of Jesus. We should read all of them and rejoice in them all and triumph in them all. Will H. Houghton wrote, It's no wonder that this book, that is, the Bible, showing crimson almost every page near its close, rises to this wonderful declaration. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And hast made us unto God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. 
Revelation 5.9. Back in the old days of the temple at Jerusalem, the sinner who came to obtain forgiveness had to lay his hands on the head of the Lamb, confess his sins there before the blood of the Lamb was shed in sacrifice. The laying of his hands upon the head of the sacrifice and the confession of his sins signified the transfer of his guilt to an innocent victim, indicated his faith in Christ, the Lamb of God, who bare our sins in his own body on the tree. 1 Peter 2, 24. Let us now, you and I, by faith, lay hold upon Jesus, our surety, our substitute, our Lamb, our sacrifice, our Redeemer, that we may say, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 If you have personally accepted Christ and his shed blood for you, you may rest there while your song can be, Thou dying lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power till all the ransomed church of God are saved to sin no more. Until next week, this is Orville Iverson urging you to let the love of Christ guide you and help you to keep looking up, ever going forward in faith. And now, here with a final word for you is H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. Have faith in God, and all the words our Savior said. Have faith in God, on the cross our Savior bled. Have faith in God, where the blood of the Lamb was shed. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope that this program of the Voice of Prophecy has served to give you spiritual strength this week. 
and bring blessing to your hearts. We invite you to join us again next week at this same time over these same stations for another broadcast brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy. And so we say, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.